Hey yo, welcome in to the CHGO White Sox post game show. Coming to you live from Studio B of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Alongside me, it's Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him at Ecknerall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Uh, someone asked in the comments, what is a community leader? And oh boy, I don't know. Um, you can follow the show at uh, CHGO underscore White Sox. Do you know what a community leader is? Yeah, I tell people in the community, like, you go there. You go there. You go here. There you go. And then and they follow me. People explain Since it. I'm the leader. Yeah, he is the leader. Uh, go follow him. He's got a great Twitter account. He's 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 got his finger on the pulse of White Sox news, baby. Uh, hit the thumbs up button if you're hanging out with us. Sorry, we're five minutes late. Uh, we're gonna blame Stephen. All right, Stephen Nicholas is producing us. I mean, yeah, definitely. There's no late graphic requests, though, right? At ten thirteen, Stephen said, "Oh, hey, any graphic requests? I shouldn't be asking, probably at this late." And I said, "Are you sure?" And he said, "Yeah, They're I don't mind." Supposed to be sent to me. There shouldn't even be a conversation. But that's all right. We're here now. Yeah. All right. Well, we made some graphics for you. We're going to try to entertain. We're going to have a little discussion about uh, Bobby Witt Jr. and Luis Robert Jr., two players who played in both of the games today. White Sox won the first one. It's pretty good. Uh, the second one, I lost. Uh, lost. Okay. 11-10 in game two. Uh, it was real ugly, and then real tight, and then got uh, pretty ugly again, and then they lost. Um, and then they won the first one, which was pretty good. Uh, Dylan Cease pitched okay. Um, but we're not going to start there. We're not going to start with either game one or game two. Okay. Not even Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because, you know. No one's here for that. They split a doubleheader, which is very typical in baseball. Uh, and, Tomorrow's, now, and tomorrow we'll talk about the game because it will be the rubber match of the series oh, and the season for the Royals. Because I know you guys have been waiting for that. He's so mm. important. Uh, Fourth or fifth place team who's going <laughs> to win the series. With run differentials of 151 and 190. Wait, are you Negative saying that the season series is tied between the two teams? Yeah. Is it really? It is. I feel like the Royals have just kicked Eleven our asses. All. Well, they have because the run differential I mean, is literally like... Negative twenty. Okay, that like makes the more the sense. Royals have scored twenty more runs than them. Um, Sox are fifty six and eighty nine. Royals are fifty four and one hundred one. We're not going to focus too much on the twenty twenty three team. Uh, we're going to be focusing on uh, who would you rather start a rebuild with, um, with Luis Robert Jr. or Bobby Witt Jr. Uh, I believe Edward brought up something about rebuild. What was the comment? Oh yeah. Edward said, why bother with a rebuild? It won't make a difference as long as the management and ownership is the same. Uh, Edward, I totally get it. I understand her, my thoughts on this, and uh, this, we're not really going to get into the question between these two players uh, just yet because uh, we got to go completely out of Chicago uh, real quick. But I use the word rebuild yep. because I think the Royals are using the word rebuild and the White Sox suck just as much as that team. Yes. So, Yeah, it should be a rebuild no matter what. Jeez. And they should have got a competent general manager, but here we are. Well, hey, at least Chris Getz knows all those guys' names. Because what I learned today is that David Stearns might have a lot of difficulties in the next year uh, just introducing himself. Yeah, He might not be able to have you know a thing called internet and be able to read a roster. Apparently, Chris Getz is the only one with eyes because another GM can't come in and tell me that this team is shit. It's so funny <laughs> that, of course, the Mets are the team. That hire them too. Yeah. Like Jerry's the only team that it's votes nemesis. against, uh, you know, Steve Cohen. Steve Cohen actually uh, spends money, uh, you know. Holds his team accountable. Holds yeah. himself accountable. What a jerk. When his team doesn't do what he expects them to do. 
Yeah, I would love to have Steve Cohen as my my actual owner because he gets things done, and when they don't get done, he changes things. And now with David Stearns, young up and coming guy who built the team you seeing up there in Milwaukee, who's not losing right now. Hmm, that'd be nice to have somewhere. Would be nice. It would be nice. But um, no, we got competent leadership. Yeah, and we can't control it. You know, we 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 have to put our faith in Chris Getz because again, we can't control it. I, I you know, if we had our our choice, hey, maybe we wouldn't have picked Chris Getz. No. Maybe we would have took more than a week. But, again, that's not our decision. Chris Getz's family wouldn't pick him as the general manager of the White Sox. I don't know about that. No, they wouldn't have. You don't think so? No. Like, oh, Mama Getz is, like, Mama oh. Getz is picking David Stern. He's like, oh, no, my baby can't manage. He can't general manage. Look at how bad he's doing the minor leagues. I don't know why his mom's black. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do a older white lady's voice. So oh, I just you got to be frail. Okay. It's, you ever see Martin uh, Short in that fat suit interview? Uh, yeah, it was like, oh, click. you got to talk like up here and then you got to go down. Oh, you've gotten so fat recently. You got to say it really nicely. You got to say comments just very mean. You're doing like a Irish brogue, too. I know your people are from yeah. the, the Emerald Isle. Right. So maybe so. that's a experience. Maybe I'm just doing my grandmother here. Mm-hmm. Uh, California. Uh Shout out to my grandma. I mean, she's been here for 40 years, and uh, I mean, she's lived in Chicago specifically for 40 years, and she calls it Chicago. She puts an R in there. And yeah. as we know, as Chicagoans, there is no R in Chicago. But to, you know, that Irish woman, hey, there's an R in it. And um, she watches us, right? I'm, she does. I remember at the beginning of this year where I met her at the uh, bar we first were at, and she was like, I watch you guys every day. I don't think Annie could uh, name a White Sock, but uh, I do I do know that she watches us every day. Uh, I'm sorry about my swearing, Annie. Oh, she doesn't care. She's Irish. We swear. Uh, make sure you're hitting that thumbs up button. Make sure you're uh, hanging out. Uh, you're, you're letting us know if you're enjoying hanging out with us. Uh, Kyle, as he says, love you guys. We appreciate hey, you guys. Uh, thank you very much. Uh Let's talk real quick about Philadelphia. I'm wearing the hat, and you might be wondering why. You might be wondering, you know, as an audio listener, why I'm bringing up what I'm wearing, because uh, it might not matter. Uh, if you're a video watcher, you might be able to see all the pasta sauce that I spilled on myself uh, at dinner time, which was great. Uh, I don't see it at all. Oh, I see it now. You don't yeah. see it at all? I see it, yeah. yeah it's, no, it's right it. there. It's right there. You can look at my shoe. It's all it's over his shoe. leg, too. Look at that oh, shoe. Wow. Yeah, uh, it's not good. Um, your Philly shoes, too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm wearing the hat, though, regardless of the pasta sauce on my on my clothes. I'm wearing the hat, though, because we are CHGO, the third market of all city network, before yep. us PHNX, before us the original, the OG, DNVR. Today, September 12th, 2023, we launched our fourth city, all city network, all caps, all city, all caps, um, in Philly. PHLY launched today. They had the Eagle show first, then the Philly show, then I think the Sixer show, then I think the Union show. The I could be wrong on that. And then the Flyers. Um, but shout out to them. We are so excited for them. Uh, very exciting. We knew what it was like for our day one. Um, I remember being in my mom's basement, uh, pacing back and forth, doing our pre-show. Like we did a, a 45 minute show before we even like get a show. Yeah. Like, there was a, a show before the show. That's awesome. Like, uh, no, me, you and Vinny. Oh, when we did. Oh yeah. I remember when we did that like, one. Goodness yeah. gracious. That's been a long time. Right. No, I, so I just, I remember being in that, that place where, you know, 
the, the anticipation to posting the, the trailer, the anticipation to launch day, the, the practice of the first show, doing the first show. Um, very exciting to be a part of All City Network. Very exciting to see uh, us reach the East Coast now. Um, so uh, make sure you watch out for All City because uh, we're coming for you. And another successful market where the Sixers are still kind of good. The Phillies are going to go to the playoffs for the second year in a row at least. Uh, they were in the World Series last year. I mean, I guess the Eagles are really good. They were in the Super Bowl last year. And I don't know how good the Flyers are, but I'm sure the Broad Street, Broad Street Bullies will be doing something in the NHL because Greg hates them. Greg Boyce in our NHL guy hates them, and he only hates successful teams usually. Yeah, right. And, I mean, at least they're an original six team. I mean, I think they're one of the only teams that I was looking this up. Like, I think they're the only team that's an original six team that uh, – is less successful than the, the Blackhawks. Black so, yeah. I don't even really get the hate for the Flyers. Um, and you beat them in the, the Stanley Cup. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get that. Um, the first championship. I just heard the ring of Vinny Duber, so we'll be here. Uh, we'll be uh, joined by Vinny Duber in just a second. Um, but shout-out to PHLY. Um, shout-out to Fred for saying, that's not my show, but I'm on that show. Uh, shout-out to Les Grobstein. E-A-G. A E L E S Eagles. Very excited for P H L I and the fourth market here. Hopefully, Greg can get over it. But if you're looking for a National League team, maybe you rock with the Phillies. Yeah, Jason said the Flyers are not an original six team. I don't. I mean, okay. Red Wings, Maple Leafs, Canadians, Rangers, Blackhawks. Boston Bruins. Boston. Boston Bruins. My bad. What, they were probably a 70s expansion team? I think there was a 1970 expansion. Who cares? All right, let's take a break. Let's let you know about our friends. Eric Lindros. Yes, Eric Lindros. (laughs) Danny Briere. Uh, Dick son. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. That's just upsetting. Yeah. Yeah, don't watch that video. Uh, let's let you know about Ray Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. Are you in the market for a new vehicle? If you are, then we have some great news for you. Ray Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Wait, there's an and in there. Ray Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram in Fox Lake have just joined the CHGO team at Ray CDJR. You'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and find unforgettable savings. And right now, during Jeep Adventures, Adventure Days at Ray CDJR in Fox Lake, you'll be able to take up to 15% off MSRP on all new 2023 Jeep Gladiator models. But that's not all. Now, through September 30th, explore the their newly re- renovated showroom. They just had their grand opening on September 9th. And take advantage of the breathtaking deals as they celebrate their grand reopening, as I just told you. Uh, so if you're in the market for a new vehicle, then you have to check out the team at Ray CDJR. Uh, that stands for Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram because they are the only team we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit Ray CDJR in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com today. Serving the community since 1963. What does MSRP stand for? Uh, manufacturer suggested retail price. Oh, wow. I'm surprised you knew that. You've bought a car before, though. I have. I'm old. Okay. All right. Well, congratulations for being old. Um, let's let you know about uh, our friends over at Fubo TV. Uh, if you're looking for a way to watch college football, professional football, White Sox, Cubs, Fubo, 
as your hookup. Stream live TV from any device. Watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. Start watching immediately with a free trial. There's no contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching, and uh, you can enjoy a 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. That is my favorite feature of our Fubo TV membership. Uh, if I miss a White Sox game, if I want to go back to a moment, I have it recorded, and the cloud DVR has me saved. And you can watch local teams while traveling. Uh, so if you're bouncing around the country, I was just in Vegas recently, mm -hmm. uh, I could watch my White Sox on the go. Uh, and you can also enjoy college football, uh, Big Ten. You can watch the NFL. They have the Bears, NFL Network, Red Zone, uh, UEFA Euro qualifiers, the Ryder Cup. They got all type of sports under 140-plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. So watch all your favorite college football in the NFL with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com slash chgo. That's fubotv.com slash chgo to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Uh, let's let you know about our king of the game. It's from game one where the White Sox actually won. Congratulations to them. They got their 56th win of the game, 6-2. to two. Uh, It's Dylan C's. Congratulations. Uh, five and a third innings pitch, four hits, one earned run, eight Ks. Uh, you know, people might say one inning, uh, eight Ks. It's a pretty good start. Uh, but let's look at the stats real quick, and then we'll go to Vinny Duber on what Dylan Cease had to think about the start. Uh, 102 pitches for Dylan Cease. He seemed to be frustrated or at least kind of bummed that he was being taken out in the middle of a sixth inning. Uh, you kind of saw a, a visible head shake there. But again, you know, a, a large uh, workload for late in the inning where – Again, you're 33 games under 500, uh, but 45 sliders, 43 fastballs. Um, the velocity's still good. The spin's still good. So I don't really think anything is uh, declining for Cease here. Again, another strong 30 starts for him in 2023. He made uh, a strong 30 plus in 2022, uh, a strong 30 plus in 2021. Uh, so again, very consistent for Cease. Uh, and although he was effective, what you know didn't really get hit too hard. Uh, Steve, you can go to the next one. Um, and got guys out. Uh, you can kind of see on the swings and the called strikes plus whiffs that he wasn't really great. 26 called strikes plus whiff percentage. Uh, MLB average is around 28%. Uh, 13 called strikes, which is all right. The slider was dynamic. Uh, 13 whiffs on 23 swings, but no whiffs on his fastball. And there was 21 swings on that. Uh, so that's real tough to see for uh, Cease's fastball. So let's go out to Vinny Duber, who has been out uh, at Guaranteed Rate Field, I think, since uh, yesterday when it started raining. Uh, hi, Vinny. How are you? Hi, guys. How are you? Good. You look cozy in the hoodie. Uh, what did Dylan Cease have to say about the uh, game one start for himself? I, mean, I think he called it a step in the right direction. I mean, certainly when you looked at it, it looked far more like the cease uh, of last year than it has the cease of this year. He didn't walk the yard, didn't do what he did the last time out against the Royals, which is give a bunch of home runs. So that's certainly uh, a good thing. Um, but again, the story of his season, the reason I think that he's looked so much different than he did when he was the second place Cy Young finisher last year is the, 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 the distance, the stamina that he's able to get in the game. And again, the stamina is probably not an issue so much as it is just racking up pitches. And Pedro even talked about it again after today's game. Hey, he's got to be more efficient with these, um, you know, with, with every single at bat, he's got to have, uh, get, get those over with a little bit quicker. I mean, we saw, well, the first uh, first inning, wasn't it Salvi Perez with some, you know, was falling off seemingly everything that was thrown at him. Um, you know, he his, his pitch count got high, and that's why he came out of the game. He was up over 100 pitches, uh, and he didn't even make it out of the sixth inning. That has been the theme again and again and again for Dylan Cease this year. So, um, you know, you want to know why 
Dylan Cease hasn't looked like himself this year. There's several reasons to that, but that's a big one. He's not going the seven innings routinely that he was doing throughout last season. So while today was a good start, he struck out eight guys and, you know, he, he looked pretty good for the, for the vast majority of his outing. His outing did not last the vast majority of the game, and that's been a big bugaboo for him this year. So when you hear step in the right direction, it doesn't sound like he was super pleased. Well, that might be it's probably why. In the game that they eventually lost 11-10, to the White Sox were down 9 nothing early in that game where the Royals scored those runs all in the third in, uh, up till the third inning. And then the White Sox come back with one, I think, in the fifth and uh, all the rest of the runs in the next inning did Pedro or anybody speak about just the resiliency of a team that is that far out of the first place and three, 33 games below 500, you know, actually showing some heart and some gumback off of uh, Jordan Lyles, a pitcher that is flummoxed them at times and sometimes they've hit him. Uh, yes, it was brought up. It was it was talked about by both Pedro and Tuki Toussaint, who started that game about you know the uh, the fight that the that is that was in this team. But again, I think that's kind of a I don't want to use the word lazy, but it's just it's an easy thing to say after something like that happens. I'm not quite sure that those two things necessarily, you know, indicate one or the other. It's like, oh, you, you know, we're congratulating them for not giving up, you know, just because of what the standings say. No, I mean, this is a baseball game. This happens in baseball sometimes where a big comeback like that happens. Um, yeah, obviously you could just roll over, but, you know, we've seen we see teams do that rollover thing, uh, you know, in April and then have this kind of, you know, so-and-so fight, you know, in, in a game in late September when they're already eliminated from the postseason. So was it a good thing for the White Sox? Yes, absolutely. I meant they almost won the game. Was it uh, necessarily indicative of the, uh, you know, some sort of turning point or difference in what they've shown throughout the rest of the season? I don't think so. I think it was just a baseball game and uh, that's how it went today. They showed in the clubhouse and, you know, it's just, you know, a one game but it seemed a little bit more energetic when celebrating in the clubhouse today. Like, does it seem different in the clubhouse since the trouble people and the culture people have been moved out? Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't remember seeing a lot of evidence of that before, you know, before the trade deadline. I don't, I, I think you guys have asked me plenty of times over the course of the season, what it's like. And I'm, and I always kind of say the same thing. Oh, it seems like guys are just going about their business being professionals. And, and, you know, obviously they're not uh, bouncing off the walls because their record is so bad. Um, but at the same and time, they're, they're not, well, and at the same time, they're not down in the dumps <laughs> about, you know, uh, <laughs> First of all, I believe that accusation was that someone was sleeping in the bullpen, uh, and then Rick Hahn obviously uh, uh, explained that it uh, was not that. So nice try. bouncing off the walls. I try to take it. I'm sorry. Uh, my point being that they don't they don't really get from a hey you walk in there. It's not like they go ooh I'm in a bad mood today because our clubhouse is not good kind of thing, or I'm in a bad mood today because our record is what it is. They're 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 this is their job. They're going to work. So. Um, you know, yeah, I'm sure they're happy that, you know, the whatever you want to say about the culture has been changed for the better, supposedly. That's what we keep hearing. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're not necessarily there wasn't hasn't necessarily been this giant noticeable shift, um, probably because the record has stayed pretty much the same and actually has gotten worse since then. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I think one thing you might have to look into, I think they got rid of the home run jacket or it might have gotten lost somewhere. I don't think Aloy <laughs> I, put it I on. saw that. I saw Aloy that didn't when, have when on, Aloy, right? I know I saw that when Aloy, uh, when they showed Aloy in the dugout, it's possible that, you know, at the end of a long day of baseball, you're just like, oh, 
It's over there on the hanger. Put it on if you want to, Aloy. Kind of. We're not doing the bit anymore. We're 50, we have 56 wins. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. We might have to do some investigating on that. Um, but, I mean, even then, like, when Gavin hit his double and then he ended up coming around at scoring, the fact that they scored eight runs in that inning, I mean, they seemed pretty lively in there. I mean, it's yeah. not like they, they were giving up. I mean, I, I know it's, again, who cares for a team that's, what, 55 and 88. But, I mean, they seemed kind of lively and spirited in that moment so hey uh maybe maybe the clubhouse is all right um i i i'm i like jim in our clubhouse here at chgl love seeing jim get a mention <laughs> in your latest piece uh i mean I, if jim tuned into the game he'd probably be questioning again like why is michael kopech in the bullpen we saw him at the end of game two um i don't know if there was any positive response from uh, Kopech after this game or from Grafol, uh, Fred's asking Kopech with another bad outing, was he really down to 93? Um, he hit 93 once, but actually his velocity was up on yeah. every pitch. Uh, he was up a mile and a half on his fastball. He threw nine of them, uh, and he was up a mile and a half on his slider. Uh, he threw 11 of them. Uh, I'm not sure what the report was from the bullpen from Kopech in, for his ninth inning outing. Yeah, Pedro was, you know, I don't think the word would be happy with it, but I think that he said that there were some things that he saw that they've been wanting to see. And that, and he specifically referenced the velocity being up and how pleased they were that they got to see that from Michael. I mean, remember at this point, obviously the, you know, the, the, the team is eliminated from, from going anywhere else but home on October 2nd. But I think the main thing they want to see is positive signs that he can take into the offseason. Remember, this whole move was about getting him these wins here at the end of the year, um, as head-scratching as it might seem still to you and me, Herb. But uh, I think it when they can hang their hat on something, they like it. Now, for, again, this was a, not a good outing, right? I mean, yeah, this was a guy who, this is a guy who uh, has had trouble all year keeping guys from stealing bases. And he gave up three of them tonight in, in he faced five batters. Uh, I mean, he gave pitches. up three stolen through, through, gave up three stolen bases. I think he walked a guy. Uh, he gives up the hit. He gives up a sack fly. It ends up being the winning run in the game. I mean, this was not a good outing. The, the previous relief outing, his only other one this season was not a good outing. This is not uh, you're not seeing positive results from Michael Kopech. And so the question that I have to ask Pager after the game is, you know, cause I know what the results were and I have to go, well, what besides the results did you see that, that you, that you're looking for? And he brought up the velocity and that's something, but uh, it's not enough in my opinion, to consider it a win to, to go into the off season with uh, you're probably going to see a few more of these relief outings from Michael Kopech. He's only been in this bullpen role for what now is this the fourth game and he's already pitched twice, uh, I, I think is what it is. So fifth game maybe, and he's already pitched twice. So um, you're going to see more of these. They got to find something that they can send him into the offseason with saying, good job, kid, because uh, the results are, are not good. Pedro's bar is on the ground for what he's looking for. His his miles per hour is up. Throw strikes. Yeah. He's got an inning or two instead of a full start. He should empty the tank. He should be throwing 98. Because he knows he has nothing really after that, especially when you come in the ninth inning. I mean, his his options in the bullpen are, you know, Michael, throw Michael Kopech or throw Brian Shaw for the 21st time in 38 games. I mean, he threw a lot he of need, He today. needed to get two outs. He needed to get two outs. Right. He didn't even need to get a full three-out inning of three out inning because Bummer got the first out. He needed and it's to get a two clean. outs. It's clean, too. Like, there's no one on. And no it's a class. The only thing it was missing was a, a home run. And then it'd be a, just a complete classic Michael Kopech outing. I mean, oof. 
I feel bad for him, and it's not like a guy, I guess, that like Kopech or uh, Kolos that you want to bus toss because, again, it seems like his confidence is real shaken, but it's just not happening. Just not, it's just not yeah. it. I, I mean, I think we all, and definitely people, go and check out Vinny's article on allchgo.com about Kolos and the, oh, man, that gym thing that killed me. And, like, it's like the White Sox broke Vinny. Like, like you can usually, like, rationalize, find a way. You've talked to the people, so you know the reasons why things are done. And this one's like, woo, wow, no. I, I Like, I'm still figuring out where the wins are going to come from, from, from Michael Kopech. A clean inning? Is that going to make him feel good? It's just weird. It's just, this is a convoluted thing where they're doing this to get positivity out of him, but we know his thing is confidence, and then you're taking a starting job away from him and putting him in the bullpen. I guess so. But the Colas thing makes a little bit more sense because they don't think the guy is a good baseball player and too cocky for his own good. I should go see if what he did at Charlotte. Probably nothing. Probably second. haven't got hey, down there yet. Well, no, he's he's batting second. He, oh. At least he didn't pull an Alec Manoa. Hey, that's the one thing. At least Dylan Cease didn't have a fall off like Alec Manoa, where they're sending him down to AAA. And at least Oscar Colas didn't pull an Alec Manoa, not showing up or reporting to AAA when he was sent down there. All right. So we'll take our small victories where we can with the White Sox. Let's take a quick break and we're going to talk a little bit about Bobby Witt and Luis Robert Jr. And then we're going to send the hardworking uh, Vinny Duber home. All right. Uh, Want to let you know about Goose Island. They're our friends. CHGO supported by Goose Island Beer Company. They've been Chicago's beer since 1988. Their beer roster includes the Beer Hug family. You can get the nice little sampler and figure out which Beer Hug uh, IPA is your favorite. They have the Juicy. They have the Neon. They have the uh, Hazy. They have the Tropical, so go find your fave. They have the 312 Wheat Ale. It's the classic. Um, And they have the Full Pocket Pills, which is an everyday beer, and it's what the brewers are drinking over at the Goose Island Original Brew House on Clyburn Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their taproom uh, on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer, of course, uh, since we're closing in on Oktoberfest. And apparently Oktoberfest is more of a fall thing, less of an October the month thing. Uh, I guess Oktoberfest has started now. Uh, so they have an Oktoberfest brew, so go check it out. I had Goose- it. I've, dr- I've drank it. Or drunk it, whatever I did, I ingested it. It is good, yes. <laughs> you ingested beer. Good, good job, Vinny. Uh, I hope the beer was good. Give, give him a hug. Sir Goosington misses his friend. Uh, all right. I uh, want to let you know also about our friends over at Shady Rays. Are you not going to do the bit? If I play the if I play the the horn and the goose thing, will you scream Sir Goosington in at I'm, Guaranteed Refield? No, I'm not sure what? I could get away with that in the press box. That would probably open a whole can of working. worms. There'd be a, a lot of explaining to do. Yeah. The Dutchman looked back at you. He was like, "What the fuck, man?" Steven, you got to <laughs> tempt him. It, 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 play it and just see if he does it. All right, we'll just. Yeah, he's going to give me a no. no. Again, I also don't he, like being forced too. to do it. It needs to be natural. That's yeah. true. But I, I, I thought if we... I, I'm, all right. He's like, don't put a quarter in him and just make him do his uh, bit. He's not Urkel. I'm pulling the string <laughs> on my Woody toy. Uh, Did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> take on the shade with gear... Uh, take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays. Have you covered with the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price? Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break 
break your pair, even on day one. They told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You can wear your Shady Ace with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And if you don't love your Shady Ace, you can exchange it for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Ace is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized shades. Try for yourself the Shades Radio 5 stars by over 250,000 people. Again, that's ShadyRays.com. And use code CHGO for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized shades. Finally, our friends over at GameTime are going to hook you up when you are trying to go to a show, a game, a comedy event, a theater performance. I don't know what those two are called. Uh, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Our friends at Game Time have you covered with uh, killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, view from your seats, and their best price guarantee. Game Time, game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And let's talk a little bit about that Game Time guarantee uh, because if you find uh, tickets in the same section or row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. That's the game time guarantee. It means you'll always get the best best price. Herb, when you were in Atlanta, you got the game time guarantee. And, I did. and they gave me my money within 12 minutes after I found the secondary ticket shop that had less expensive tickets than game time, which is very rare. 12 minutes. Uh, so, boom, take the guesswork without a, uh, out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. That's CHGO for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Um, and uh, it's uh, download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, you think after uh, doing this read for so long, I would have it figured out. By now. Uh, oh, well, we're still, we're, we're getting there, folks. Uh, shout out to Game Time. Uh, and our friend Cody enjoyed uh, some Cubs baseball out in Colorado uh, with uh, our friends over at Game Time's help. Uh, let's move the discussion over to our headline here. Uh, Vinny, I know you're sick of the tank talk, so let's uh, kind of shift the focus here. Uh, we got two teams that are just stinky. Uh, five of the worst, uh, two of the five worst baseball uh, teams in baseball. And I think they're kind of at similar positions. All right, you, you look at the rotation. We see Dylan Cease have a nice performance. He's the ace of the White Sox staff, and I had quotations there for you audio, audio listeners because I know he hasn't been that great here. Uh, and then Cole uh, Raggins uh, for the Royals, another quote-unquote ace. He's had a pretty good 2023, but he was also just traded from a team this year as well. So I, I don't know how good he's going to be. But you look at the position player sides, you got Luis Robert Jr. and you got Bobby Witt Jr., uh, also fitting that they're both juniors as well. But let's go to the stat graphic that I have you made here. Here's their 2023 stats. Um, and two, uh, this is from the White Sox. Luis Robert Jr. is the only player in MLB this season and in White Sox history to record 35-plus doubles, 35-plus homers, 70-plus RBIs, 80-plus runs scored, and 15-plus stolen bases. A very specific stat, but hey, he's done it. Um, in 133 games, again, Robert has 35 doubles, 35 homers, a weighted runs created plus of 132, and an F war of 5.1, playing great defense in center field. And Bobby Witt Jr. has played 140 games, 27 doubles, 28 homers, a weighted runs created plus of 112, and an F war of 4.9. Um, let's go to Vinny first, then we'll get Herb's reaction, then I'll give you our uh, Twitter poll reaction, and I'll give you my thoughts. But Vinny, if you're J.J. Piccolo, if you're Chris Getz, 
if you got into some weird fantasy draft here and those were the first two play, uh, picks and for some reason you could only pick Bobby Witt Jr. or Luis Robert Jr. and Shohei Otani was off the board. I don't know. It's a weird question. Uh, but even let's go to the managers too because they just hired their managers. Seems like they're going to stick with Matt Cacharo uh, in uh, Kansas City. They're obviously doubling down with Pedro Grafol for 2024. So uh, who would you rather have to build the team around? Is it uh, Luis Robert Jr. or Bobby Witt Jr.? It's a good question. I really don't think there's a wrong answer, to be quite honest, after seeing, especially with all these games recently that the White Sox have played against the Royals, being able to watch Witt on a fairly regular basis here over the last couple of weeks. The guy is one of those guys who just seems to come up with a hit every time they need it and, and come up, get on base every single time against the White Sox. I mean, again, we're not talking about the world's great or the league's greatest pitching staff here, but I, you know, I was keeping score today during the games, like I always do. And, and Witt's just on base every time. He's doing something every time, it seems like. So uh, that's a point in his category. That being said, Luis Robert Jr. has been absolutely fantastic this year. Um, and you showed the numbers as good as Witt has been. Luis Robert Jr.'s numbers are better. Uh, you know, the, the power is a little bit more prodigious. The defense is just effortless out there in center field. And he's basically playing, what, two-thirds of the outfield by himself, it seems like, almost, um, uh, you know, the you know up the middle and, and to each side because his range is so good. Um, I'd probably go Robert. I'd probably answer the question with Robert just to, to provide you with an answer. But, man, you're not going wrong with either of these guys. You know, one more thing in Bobby Witt Jr.'s uh, – column dude can fly wow can he run um and so uh he's he's really fun to watch run around the bases um but listen Luis robert jr can do it all we've been talking about that to death i mean i'm i'm probably harping more on on wit because he's uh you know something we haven't talked about before whereas everybody watching was probably like yeah Luis robert jr we know he can do all those things he's one of the best players in baseball uh I, i'll give you the answer to robert but like i said no wrong answer here um when it's that close, and we saw the F4s and the numbers put it up there, I'm going to side with the person that plays the harder position. And the harder position between the center fielder and the shortstop, of course, is the shortstop. So I would choose Bobby Witt Jr. If it's just Eakin, we're not talking about money. We're not talking about their ages currently, because if it is, I mean, that's an easy Bobby Witt Jr. thing because Luis is not old, but he's not 23. This is not his second year. Uh, Bobby Witt's doing this in his second year of baseball where he's going to hit at least 30 home runs, going to steal a bunch of bags, 40-plus, and he's going to play decent defense at shortstop. He's played third base. Thinking when he ages, he can be shifted to third base or to second base or to first base or any of the corner outfield spots, maybe even center field if he ages uh, like a regular shortstop does. So he has so much more... um, life in his regular body and then his baseball career is a little bit more broad than what Luis Robert is so don't get me wrong Luis Robert is an excellent awesome player when you first asked this question I like many of these White Sox fans said Luis Robert what are we doing man come on Luis Robert Jr. then I started looking into the numbers then I started looking into what Bobby Witt Jr. is it's gonna be a problem man I mean he's a problem now Imagine if the Royals turned a little bit better. If they had Vinny Pasquantino for the whole year and have better pitchers, this Bobby Witt Jr. is going to be part of a championship squad with this Royals team because he's that damn good. I don't know about a championship because they got to spend some more money. Yeah, uh, The Dodgers are pretty damn good. Those East Coast teams are pretty damn good at spending money. Um, but I agree. That's the main reason why I brought this topic up was just because 
I'm afraid of him. I don't want to see Bobby Witt in this division anymore. I'm more afraid of him than Spencer Torkelson, Byron Buxton, Carlos Correa. Uh, is uh, Nick Gordon still a thing? No, uh, I good. mean, I'm real good. Even at this point, is it him or J-Ram? Because, I mean, this kid's going to be 24 next year. He's, yeah. He just turned 23. Uh, Robert just turned 26. You bring up what the, the fans think, the White Sox fans think. Uh, we asked the, uh, the, the Twitter poll, who would rather build a team around? 78% said Robert. Uh, 21, uh, basically 22% uh, said Bobby Witt Jr., and that's on uh, nearly 800 votes. Uh, this is asking our audience of White Sox fans, though, so take that with a grain of salt. Um I think it's clearly wit. Again, you look at the age, the three-year age difference is, is there. Um, but there was a stat that they brought up on the NBC Sports Chicago broadcast. In two strike counts, he has the highest slugging percentage in baseball. Bobby Witt. That's stupid. In your second insane. year. In your second year. You've already raised to the top of the league in that category, which we already know is really tough to do. It's ridiculous. And I said, like, we see what Ronald Acuna is doing in Atlanta this year. With 30-plus home runs, 60 stolen bases. Don't think that's out of reach for Bobby Wood Jr. I mean, this is his second year, like I said. If he gets to the years that Acuna has acquired, he could probably do the same because it doesn't look like at speed as when he says. He's seeing him in person, and, and he's like, that dude can move. We saw that last week where they were in Kansas City, and he hits a routine single to right field. And this might be part of why Oscar Colas is playing in Charlotte now instead of the majors. The effort was all right. It wasn't like he was lollygagging, but he wasn't given multiple efforts. Bobby Wood Jr. went to second easily and sto- and got the second and got a double out of what should have been an easy single. Yeah, and, and I mean, you see Trey Turner getting $300 million from Philadelphia. Uh, Bobby Wood Jr. seems like a guy that, that speed, as long as he can avoid injuries, um, that speed is always going to stay there. And Trey Turner seems like the guy that just his speed is never going to fall off. Um, I mean, Bobby Witt might be a 31-year-old that still has like, you know, 90th, 90th percentile speed. So it'll be fun to just watch fly around the bases uh, in Kansas City. Great. The only good thing is he's in Kansas City. So this is the second year. He's got four, yeah, four left with Kansas City. Hopefully. Hey, that's it. Pat Mahomes has all that money. Four years. Pay him now. And then he's selling to some other team like the Dodgers or the Mets. Uh, Any final things from the ballpark, Vinny? Are you ready to go home? I've been here for 10 hours. Oh, yeah. Let's get you out of here. Uh, That's Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox (laughs) beat writer. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. And go read. Not a complaint. Not a complaint. No, not a complaint. What a a joyful 10 hours of baseball it was. Anything that's 10 hours long is definitely just maybe running its course. Way too long. Um, No matter what. Go read Vinny's latest piece at all CHGO. Dot com. It's about uh, Oscar Colas and uh, Michael Kopech. And Kopech kind of had a shaky, out, a shaky outing again, giving up the game-winning run. And Kopech tonight in Charlotte went? Or Colas. Sorry, Colas went? Two for four. 0 for five. Ah. With two strikeouts. Um, that's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow him. Uh, you can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. I like that Herb is in the same shirt in that hit the that's like. It's from this show. Oh, you yeah. cut that out today. Yeah, it'll Look be it'll be a cleaner image later, but yeah. Good job. You're real real quick with that one, uh, Steven. Steven Nicholas is our producer making graphics on the fly. Uh, anything else I forgot, Steven? I tell you, usually tell you make graphics, and I, I think we got them all. No, right. you got them all today. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, hit that thumbs up button on your way out. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Goodbye.